If you're like me, you can't get enough John Mulaney, and that's good. Because during the Netflix is a Joke Festival, John Mulaney is presenting a brand new show called Everybody's in L.A. It's six live episodes created and starring John that will stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. This is going to be an unconventional show with very big special guests. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A. debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time only on Netflix. Have you ever gotten ice cream from the supermarket and you scoop it out, but it just doesn't have that ice cream parlor taste? Well, guess what? Did you know you can find real, unbelievably creamy ice cream at the grocery store? Yeah, that's right. Tillamook ice cream is made with more cream, so you get smooth, dreamy scoops each time. I'm not going to lie. The flavors are delicious. And in family-sized cartons, I love their vanilla bean. Vanilla bean, to me, is the way that you judge anyone's ice cream. And their rich vanilla ice cream made with real crushed vanilla bean seeds is delicious. Or their organ strawberry. Oh, I love it. Sweet strawberry ice cream with ripe organ strawberry pieces. So, so good. Plus, you got to check out their mudside flavor. It's smooth chocolate ice cream with a ribbon of rich fudge and chocolatey chips. Oh, it's so good. I got to go get some ice cream right now. Plus, you know you're in good hands with Tillamook brand. They make over 200 different dairy products, and the brand is farmer-owned and led by dairy experts. Boy, oh boy. I love them all, and you're going to love them too. Whether it's birthday cake, peaches and cream, mint chocolate chip, banana split, or cookies and cream, there is a flavor for you. Find Tillamook ice cream near you at Tillamook.com. That's T-I-L-L-A-M-O-O-K.com. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better, and that is... Eat more Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Yes, think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words, eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter, I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's Peanut Butter Cups now at a store near you, found wherever candy is sold, and often in my pantry, because I love these. Hello, people of Earth, or should I say... Hello, governor, because for the first time ever, How Did This Get Made is going on a European tour slash vacation to the United Kingdom and Ireland. Yes, you've asked for it. We are doing it from March 28th to April 3rd. We will be traveling around London, Glasgow, Belfast, and Dublin. Tickets for the general public go on sale Friday, December 15th. But for all you diehard fans who we love so much, you can access a special fan Pre-sale starting December 13th at 10 a.m. local time using the promo code BONKERS. For all the info on how to purchase tickets, go to hdtgm.com. That's hdtgm.com for all the answers to your Euro Tour questions. On the 12th day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a tech company with lost doggies and a pet shrink. We saw the 12 pups of Christmas, so you know what that means.
tonight to talk about the 2019 film, The 12 Pubs of Christmas. We're gonna go through this classic San Francisco film. A film that feels like Sleepless in Seattle meets Marley and Me and a whole bunch of other shit. Uh, oh, a pet psychiatrist from New York finds out her boyfriend, fiance, it's a little unclear because he doesn't even think to know that they're getting married, is cheating on her. So she moves across country to work for a tech company here in San Francisco where they're putting GPS locators on dogs. So no dog will ever go lost again. And guess what? True love. That's what happens. All right, so to help us break down this movie, please welcome my co-host, Mr. Jason Manzoukas! Jason, Ooh. 12 Pups of Christmas. It's a comfortable chair. It's a real relaxed vibe. Oh, I'm gonna chill so hard. I drove here! Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce somebody who is part of the reason why we're doing this movie tonight. Uh, a person who's gonna have a lot to say, my other co-host, June Diane Raphael! bounding, bounding onto the stage. Wow. Welcome, June. How are you, Paul? I'm doing well. Um, June, I just want to take a moment here because very rarely do you and I find a film. Normally, Avril Halley finds all of our films, mm. but last Thanksgiving, you and I were watching TV, there was no cable to be found, and we stumbled upon this, and we looked at each other and we said, this is the movie. This is it. This is it. And this is us. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, I'm so happy with this pick because it really, this movie is a dream. This is the best movie we've ever seen. <laughs> this is a Christmas classic. Oh, I, I agree it's a Christmas classic. Um, here's, I did that thing where I wrote so many notes yep. on the movie that I started to be like, oh no, I'll never get to talk about all of this. <laughs> I've written too much and there's too much gold in the middle of these notes. I got, and then I was like, I'm gonna have to curate these notes. So my, and I was like, what am I talking about? This is the 12 pups of Christmas. <sighs> Jason, did you hear what we just said? We've seen this movie twice. One, We've when it was not this... assigned. No, one was elective. And I, I gotta tell you, re-watching this movie, it was love from first credit because the credits are like that Calypso font, that font that you never use in Microsoft Word because it's too confusing. It's like, oh, that, let's make it fun. And it's like, nah, eh, it's a little too it's, much. Uh, yeah, it's almost like it's a font for dogs. By the way, no one steal that. That's my next movie, <laughs> Font for Dogs. 
about a typographer who only is friends with the dog and then he falls in love. I would believe it if you told me this movie was intended for a dog audience. That would make sense to me. This movie is intended for an adult, sexy audience. This movie plays like a sexual thriller from the 80s. Like when we first meet Aaron. It does? Oh my God, Aaron pops on screen. Fatal and I'm like, Attraction, I want Jagged Edge, yes. 12 Pups of Christmas. I mean, don't you think that first therapy scene with Aaron, like, I'm like, you're playing this a little too sexy for me. It's like, it's too steamy as everybody Here's she's... what I don't understand. Yeah. Okay, so... The movie? Well, I want to start off... Because that's what I don't understand. I want to start off with her profession, canine therapist. Because when I think of anyone who's, like, dealing with animals and dealing with behavior issues and dealing with their owners, you know, they're in jeans. They've got a fanny pack on with treats in them. Okay. They're on the ground, to be quite honest. That's what I want to ask. They... They are putting the canine therapist in the position of... or or in 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 the environment of... Human therapy. Yes. And my understanding is the canine therapist would be working with the owner and the dog in the world. In, or in their Am home. Am I wrong? Of Wait no. a minute. No. Is there a canine therapist? Because uh, San Francisco's absolutely rotten with them. Is there a canine therapist in the house? A or a pet therapist one. in a the reputable house? A reputable one. Just so we can license, have someone to please. go to. Yeah, license. License. Anybody? No, no? I believe that canine therapists Cowards. are called trainers. Like, they're dog trainers. Like, the way that these people are coming is like, oh, my dog hates Christmas music. First of all, these dogs have more issues with Christmas than anyone. And it seems like Aaron also is like, ugh, I hate Christmas. But yet, later on, she's... Now, listen, I actually do know, and I wish I thought to have her on or to have her call in, but I do know... I do know a dog life coach. I do. Her name is Katya Friedman. She has a podcast. A dog life coach? She's amazing. And she is amazing. She has worked with us. We are patients, question mark, clients. I would understand therapists. I would understand so many things. But a dog life coach to help the dog realize its dreams? And its owners. And its goals? to, to To really kind of curate our joint vision. Okay. You know, <laughs> what does she's dog amazing, want? What do we though. Want? And let's, no, but yes, she, she does work. I guess this is what's different than a dog trainer. You know, dog trainers are, are usually working on behavior with the dogs. And a dog life coach, again, the only one I know is Katya Friedman, and she's absolutely incredible, hosts a podcast called The Animal That Changed You. Anyway, put that over there for now. But she is amazing, and she does work with both human and dog. Does she work like this? Like in this scene right here? Is this character the one that's Carly's friend? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. is it? Yes. This yes. is like this is like a Maria Twist. Bamford character. This yes. to me is a Maria Bamford character. I mean Watch it, watch it through that lens. You can't leave us, Aaron. It's only because of you that my boys don't eat on the pillows. Can you yeah, can you pause it when it gets to the font? If I don't see you once a week, I might not have my couch. I mean, I also feel like that's the font from Friends. Or from, uh, like, Suddenly Susan. It it feels like a font that might be in a dog food commercial. It's like, Tasty Biscuits, you know, it's like there's... But here, so she is very upset that the therapist is leaving. Jada, I'm so sorry. I got a job offer that I I can't turn down. And and Travis and I 
I made this decision that a move would be really good for our relationship. I'm getting married on Monday at City Hall. Why would you tell a patient I this? I Here's my going... first headline about this movie. Erin is a terrible therapist. Erin is only interested in herself, and I think, like every other person in this movie, is a psycho. Yeah. Aaron... Every, every character in this movie is a straight-up psycho. What I really thought was, and this is my big theory on it, and this is what I was trying to get to the bottom of. I was like, is she an improviser? Because it felt like she went well, off book a, a lot. lot. I okay, agree. So, so here's what I'm going to say about that. And I guess we'll get to the love interest in a bit. But the, the boyfriend or the love interest? The love interest. Got it, great. I don't remember his name. Martin. 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 What a crazy Martin. name for a love interest. Today's podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough, but Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint. You can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimize for every device, get your website discovered fast with integrated optimized SEO tools, Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival, and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie-cutter places. And I went on Airbnb, and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes! That's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money. And maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you travel, do concerns back home nag at you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? Well, if they do, that's why you should invest in Simply Safe home security today. That's right. For award-winning security and peace of mind wherever you go, Simply Safe wants to be there with you by actually not going there at all, but staying at your house. Listen, Newsweek ranked it the best customer service in home security. Plus, it gives you whole home protection sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. Plus, a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, no contracts, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. I'm going to tell you this. It's worth it for the peace of mind to know that when I'm on tour, when I'm out there in the UK, I can check in on my house. And with the time difference between LA and Europe, I loved having the 24-7 professional monitoring service in case something happened when I was asleep or, or not reachable. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind. And I 
want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com/bonkers at simplysafe.com/bonkers. There's no safe like Simply Safe. I found the chemistry between Aaron and Carly to be off the charts. Electric. Yeah. The Electric. They I were was like, I agree. I by the way, Carly just the absolute MVP of that this movie. But when they're together, they've Ooh. got, they, I feel when like they they're like together, dancing around the script. When they get together, Erin comes alive. She's yes. alive with Carly. They're dancing, yeah. they're laughing, Carly's they're having emotions. Zigging. She's zagging. When she's with Martin, she's basically like, <laughs> it's this, you're a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit, kiss, you're a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck. You're she's a piece of so, shit. End of movie. She's so miserable and a button, like she's so over it. But I also feel like the movie makes no <laughs> sense. And then I'm also like, does your fiance know that you are getting married? Like, because she's like, we're getting married on mo- Monday. Monday. Like, it's like, and, and, and it seems like, it all seems like, oh, right, right. It's like a dinner plan. Like, oh, we, we're going to Susan's on Saturday. Oh, right, yeah. Yes. And, and then she has to say to him at one point, and people get married because they love each other. And she, they love I want to just reiterate, she's a mental health professional <laughs> and is picking up on no signs. Taylor is there early. What? Why is Taylor whoa, there wait, so wait, early? Wait a second. I want to, okay. I want to pull Let's that back a little Taylor. bit. because Aaron, get on the ball! All I want to do... Erin appears to be seeing clients on Thanksgiving? Well, that was my issue. She saw three clients on Thanksgiving morning, and then her instructions to her fiancé were, reheat up the turkey, heat up the turkey. Not <laughs> cook the turkey, like, heat it up. And then she's butt hurt. <laughs> she's so butt hurt. When Travis and Aaron have done it, she's like, oh, she's so passive aggressive. She's like, yeah. oh, the cooking is the f- best part. And like, they did it, I, in my opinion, I'm like, oh, they did a nice thing. They were like, you were working on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So they did this stuff. When were you going to eat? And also, it seemed like the instruction she gave was, heat, heat up the up. turkey, warm it up. They did I... warm up the fucking turkey. <sighs> they did it. I'm, I'm team Travis and Taylor? <laughs> And then, to add confusion, this is all just the first two scenes, and we won't leave New York. We'll come back to talk about the San Francisco parts. We'll, we're just going to focus on New York Because that's all tonight. we care about, San Francisco, your goddamn town. But then she gets in the cab, and, you know, and she's like, oh, can you change this station, this Christmas music? And the guy shouts back, the cab driver, New York cabbie, they're pre-programmed. <laughs> what? There's what? so many, by the way. The They're not dri- on a fucking Disney ride. <laughs> the drivers in this movie, you never see. You never see. No. There's driver erasure happening. <laughs> and they just pipe in some VO. When they're being, when Martin and her are going around to try to unload some of the pups, there's that driver who's driving the SUV, like, never get to see him. It's just You get like, to see more of the car pulling into a driveway than you ever see of a driver driving yes, that car. Yes. There's a lot of... They're like, I have oh. to say, too, I'm going to say something that's maybe controversial. I don't think Aaron likes dogs. June. 
to yes, I agree. Here's the I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off of that. I don't think Aaron likes people. Yes. I think Aaron is bad at her job, and is a bad person. Well, it, what's really interesting is if her job is to kind of intuit what the dogs feel and want, like she's certainly missing the cues that Galileo's giving her. Mr. G? <laughs> yes. Her well, dog is telling her shit is... Oh, oh what? Goliath, Goliath, not Galileo, I'm sorry. Goliath, not... June, sorry. how Should dare I you? How di- San Francisco has turned against you. I, Goliath! I, oh. I feel like there is one moment in this movie where I really feel like we understand who Aaron is, and I'll talk about this in a second. Here we go. We're gonna have to get revenge on him. I think we should. Uh, that dog doesn't want to go to Can her. You pause again? Okay. Dog okay. doesn't want to go to her. We're gonna rewind, and we're gonna rewind and start it again. But I want you to watch how much you can't really tell what Aaron is saying because the words aren't actually coming into the air. No, they, they this, go you down have, her this, mouth they, and they evaporate. Yeah. This is the movie that needs closed captioning maybe the most. <sighs> now, and then there's Taylor who's like, I'm talking. <laughs> I was just thrilled, though, to be able to hear her. Thank God for you Taylor know. and Travis. And, and I do want to talk about the Taylor sound, for a the, while. The, the sound man on this movie, or sound woman on this movie, who had to be, like, modulating between both of them. He yeah. must have been going uh, nuts. Like, uh, uh, uh. Uh, but quickly, I just want to just, for one moment, just show you what I think is really going on inside Aaron's head. So here we go. One second. It was bad. We're going to have to get revenge on him. I think we should uh, pull, pull. kidnap him and tie him up and tattoo his forehead and have it say I'm a serial cheater. Punch me in the face. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I want to do that. <laughs> what? No. No. Oh. I think that she did want to do that. I, yes. I wrote that down. That's I like. Think so too. That's a moment. That's the real per. That's, that's her. her. That's her. That's her. She that's- wants to get revenge, tie him up, and tattoo him on the forehead so he lives a life of torture. It is. It's yeah. fucking nuts. She, everyone is a fucking psycho except for Carly, who is an angel. Carly, Listen, Carly also is, is a, a psycho. psycho. Carly's a psycho, Jason. Okay. Okay. Fine. Carly's a psycho. I love Carly. Carly's in a cult. This yes. whole movie oh, takes yeah. place in a cult. Well, and if San there's one thing I know about this cults, this town's built on cults. If there's one Listen. thing I know, at least seven people in this room have been in a cult. Raise your hand least. if you were raised in a cult in this town. Cowards. Coward. I bet they're in the balcony. We can't see. The but scenes it, where she's, where Aaron's being introduced to doggone. And the corporate culture there um, are terrifying. They are they play like a horror film yeah. where they tell her over and over that she's a part of their family. Your family now. Your, your family, family now. now. Your family Day now. Day one, your you, family. Do you know that, okay, this scene that we just watched here, right? But Paul, will you just play a little bit of it again? Sure. Just like, just like, don't you feel, in this thing where she's saying, plotting her revenge and you know what we should do and blah, blah, blah. Don't you feel like, yeah, don't you feel like inside of this scene? There are even pictures. Oh, God. 
Yeah, it was bad. She's gonna turn around, remove her hair, and it's gonna be Gabriel from Malignant <laughs> is gonna be on the back of her head. That's where I feel, I feel like this movie is in the malignant verse. <laughs> and I mean, look, this is, I don't know if these people are unhappy, if they haven't found a home or whatever, because it seems like everyone's kind of broken and nothing is working for anyone, right? Like, I mean, even in San Francisco, they're not, no one's really truly happy. Not even Wayne, is his name Wayne? <laughs> Wally, not even Wally is happy. I mean, listen, they're all working for a startup that's bound to fail with a founder who is an actual idiot. Yeah. This is... There are... He's a, there are he's the dumbest person I've ever seen on screen. This is a massive tech startup what that is... What an indictment What an indictment of, of the, in San Francisco. the privilege of this white bro who's... This white tech bro whose greatest... Challenge is overcoming the loss of a dog he had as a child? Colby! Who he assumes was dog-napped. He dog says dog-napped. He says dog-napped. I have and never he heard that He also term. is immediately gifted a new dog. The, 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 the fucking gall no, wait, of okay, this so, guy. But here's my question about his company and the, honestly the mission because... I, I guess I have to wonder, like, are they trying to build this GPS collar before chips? Well, or no, have no. chips June, already been invented? June, this is 2019. Air tags are readily available. But and like, so are those tiles. Remember tiles? Yeah. We have an air tag on our dog as we speak. And it's this big, the size of a quarter, maybe two put together. Yeah. This is 29, this is not like 2005. This isn't a revolutionary idea. Tile had been doing this for years. It, it also feels like they should be smarter than this because Carly has been at nine dot coms. She is an engineer, a tech guru, a programmer, a social expert, and a graphic designer. It seems like she either got fired. And she's fired. working for her brother. <laughs> Who's a fucking idiot? This is the patriarchy. He is an actual idiot. This is the patriarchy at work. But this Carly should own this company, and it should already be IPO'd. Give me a fucking break. This guy's a dunce. But also, they bring in the dog therapist, and she figures out. You should rename it. That doesn't seem like what a therapist should be doing. And she all, like she really what she adds to it has nothing to do with her background about dogs. Nope. Not, or o- not only that, nope. but she is told upon arrival that the success of the entire company by both Carly and Martin, she has told the success of the entire company and all of its employees and apparently all of its puppies are in her hands. And right before the holidays. Too. And within one week, she saves it. By the way, well, yeah, she because the she two things that you it. looked at. She the, does the whole thing at this volume. She saves the entire company the, at the this things volume. That she notices, though, anyone would notice. Like if I brought my six year old there, he'd be like, that's too big. And that's what yeah. she says. And it, and it doesn't seem like he runs a fear-based company, although I do love when he's typing on a computer and you can clearly see the screen in the frame and it's black. 
this is what's so weird is that you would think that that she'd be saving the company because of her connection to animals because yep. she's able to really you know Convince draw dogs the, to wear yeah, um, draw the lines between humans and animals but that's not why she's it's there just to get her basic like brand narrative and like just a marketing lens and and she's also there to give therapy the reveal at the end of the movie which is fucking cuckoo Carew. <laughs> it's cute is that Carly hired her to give therapy because she thought she'll be perfect for my brother and give him therapy to make him better and you guys will fall in love. Carly is setting up a series of events that are an HR disaster. Yeah. From day one, Aaron is like, day one, Aaron is like, (laughs) day one, Aaron is like, the boss is fucking hot. (laughs) Holy shit. The boss is hot to his sister, and then it's like, uh oh, that's but, your sister. By the way, but when she said that, she's like, ooh, that was your sister. It's like, it wasn't like your wife. It's like, would your sister be like, I don't know why it would be that embarrassing to tell your sister that your brother's hot. There's a whole MTV it's, show about it I'm called sorry, Dude, Your Sister's says, Hot. What she says is, he is way better looking in person. She, like, al- she also is, says, Aaron is at work just horny. <laughs> she also says, he seems brilliant. <laughs> he seems brilliant? How I don't do you know. seem brilliant from just get in my office in 10 minutes? I also think Carly, I don't, I don't know what Carly wants out of this. I have to imagine, here's what I had to come up with because the movie didn't pr- provide me with much. I had to imagine that Carly had asked her own father to fund her brilliant startup idea and he said no. The dad will come back later on giving the oddest performance I've ever seen. The dad feels like when they cast Mark Cuban in things. It's like, hey, Mark (laughs) Cuban's here. He's like, hey, guys, I'm here because I really like what you're doing. Keep it up. You know, it's like. It felt like he was some sort of a local celebrity who was brought in to be in the film. Or or I was going to say they were like, fuck, we didn't cast this part. Uh, uh, Gary from Craft Services, he'll do it. (laughs) He'll, he'll do it. We'll put him in a suit. It was just so strange. I just but wanna, I had I, to imagine that she asked him for funding at some point, and he said no. Is the... Okay, I, I need to know this. Doggone. Doggone. The, the, the company, name of the company. The company, the tech company that has hired a, 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 a pet therapist, therapist. Uh, for reasons unknown because it is simply a caller-based, And I'm GPS so sorry, based. Jason, Jason, Jason. We really can't... And I know we're in San Francisco, but I don't think we can call this a tech company. Ex- well, my question... Well, okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry, sorry. I'm so, so yeah, sorry. No, no, What's, no. That is my question. When exists, she yeah. gets there, it appears to be a dog hotel. <laughs> no, no, no. She says, welcome to the doggone hotel. I'm just joking. She clarifies, I'm oh, just joking. I thought they also had a dog hotel. No, 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 to be no. clear, there are a lot of dogs that are staying there. Well, but, but by the I way, I don't know why. When the those 12, 12 pups, pups, the titular pups are, are pointless. <laughs> Are pointless. They're not in. They're not important well. to the plot of the movie. You know how I know? You know how I know? 
Because midway through the movie, the movie says, hey, Aaron, first the movie's like, Aaron, you got to find homes for these 12 dogs or this company's going to fail and I'm going to put them to sleep, right? <laughs> Martin is like, Mar Martin's like, I'm going to murder these dogs unless you find them a home by Christmas. And then two days later, he's like, come with me to New York to save the company. It doesn't matter. The dogs don't matter. Who cares about the dogs? <laughs> Taylor's back. She'll take care of the dogs. What? What is this movie? But the crazy thing is, the crazy moment about that is, First of all, the reason why there are 12 pups there, which you all know, is because of a lazy photographer left them after a photo <laughs> an shoot. Ad, an ad agency. So, like, Listen. no one just got on the... Hey, can, we call up, uh, can we call up the ad agency and just get them to that take their fucking suspect. dogs? It's and, like the Balenciaga campaign when people are blaming, like, the art department. I'm like, mm, I don't know. It was so odd. So then they have these 12 pups, and it's like, all right, dog therapist, if you're such a good dog therapist, get rid of these dogs. Uh, okay, and and then he seemingly is gonna go bankrupt, but yet he's forced to deliver every one of these dogs. He should be working on that computer that and has no screen. They're truly trying to play a he's a Scrooge. He doesn't like dogs. He does, and then his heart opens because she forces him to deliver puppies. The other question I have for her is: Shouldn't these people, if you're a canine therapist? Isn't the first rule of thumb that like every owner should meet the dogs first before they make a lifelong commitment this to This movie, the movie is irresponsible. Irresponsible. The movie is, this like is animals, how honestly, animals were harmed. Here's something that we've known since the dawn of bread. Everything is better sliced. Let me explain. Slice a pineapple, you get a blast of fresh fruit. Slice some jeans, get some jorts. That's why the new Captain Morgan Sliced went all in on four bold, deliciously sliced cocktail-style flavors, including pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Try the new Captain Morgan Sliced because sliced is better. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan Sliced premium flavored malt beverage with natural flavor and certified color. Captain Morgan and Co. Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus. Today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. You know, there are things that we need to get off our chest. Maybe someone in your life, a loved one, is driving you crazy, but they don't mean to be driving you crazy. And you want to vent and you want to get it out, but you just don't want to drop it on them because you're not really mad at them. Maybe you're mad at yourself. Because we all have these things that set off our stressors, right? We keep them bottled up and they start to affect us. And we start to then affect other people because our energy is off. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, you get matched, and then guess what? If you don't like your therapist, you can switch to another licensed therapist at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bonkers today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bonkers. I was traveling with my kids. We stopped to get breakfast at Shake Shack and my kids said, mom said, we can have milkshakes. And I was so tired. It didn't make sense to me. But I was like, if June says the kids can have milkshakes, I'll get them milkshakes. I got them milkshakes. June's like, I never said that. And you know what? 
I felt ripped off. I felt ripped off by my own kids. And that's the feeling I don't ever like to have. I never like to get ripped off by anyone. And that's why Harry's started their company of Harry's Razors, because they saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry. And they decided to do something better. That's right. They decided to do a razor that had a great price, high customer satisfaction, that had a no-risk trial, and they have other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors, okay? I love the body wash, and they have deodorant that smells damn good. I gotta tell you, I love these razors. They are perfect, and now I am a paying subscriber. That's right. So do not settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3. That's right. Go to harrys.com slash bonkers that's harrys.com slash bonkers for a three dollar trial set we've spoken about Aaron's measured tone yes. and do you have clips of the moments when she yes when she exhibits alive. when she exhibits the only other emotional pole that she seems to have. Yeah. I mean, we should watch the breakup just for a second because this is this is pretty great. Because here's the plan. I would, honest to God, I would rewatch this whole movie with you people here right now. <laughs> it really is. You guys, you guys get it. You get it. You get it. That's why I this say guy, <laughs> next level. That I don't get from you what I get from Taylor. Uh-oh. Taylor's there. Okay, so this is my issue. Was the plan, I'm going to break up with you, and then when I break up with her, Taylor, why don't you come in, and you can explain your side of it. And then Taylor's it's like, well, wait, do you want to do so it on the way? Wild. Do you want to do it on the way to the courthouse, or should we maybe do it, like, on Thanksgiving Day? Yeah, and, and should we mm. let her get dressed in that wedding nah, dress? I think it would be more they, interesting to do it right at the, right at, right there. <laughs> Travis is a coward. Yeah. Travis is a coward who should have done this, I mean, ages ago. Taylor should have said something. I feel like, though, Travis, I feel like Taylor is there for the wedding. Like, I feel like she's she's supposed to be oh, there. I don't no. think she's, you don't really? think so? Like, as their she's witness. She's not dressed for it, as, someone no. said, and I think that's true. <laughs> she's she's not, not dressed, dressed for, for it, it, someone in the audience said. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, then right, no, so, so then she is just She knew there wasn't going to be a wedding that day. And so she storms off. And let me just say one thing. If you've not seen the movie, you have to know that our main character here, Aaron, played by Charlotte Sullivan, is carrying a dog in her, like, her arm is always in, like, an L shape. The dog is permanently in her, like, even can when I she's say walking so, around can I, her, yeah. can I add to what you're saying? Yeah, please. This is a movie that is full of multiple scenes where people are having emotional conversations, both of whom are holding two puppies. It is so funny and awkward to watch people <laughs> hold wild animals while trying to act. All right, so here is, uh, here is the first explosion of her, uh, of her, you know, this is the first time we get to see Aaron Pop off. This is a person coming undone. Okay. <laughs> okay, you. Can you pause for a second? That's a point of view shot from the dog. <laughs> Just so you understand, this movie has POV shots from the dog's but point like, of view, which would have been so cool. If they had done something with but it. But once or twice, so it's odd. It's yes. like there's no and pattern. And I thought for sure, oh, he, this dog, Galileo. Is going to talk. Is going so, to talk. Goliath. Point, what's his name again? Goliath. Goliath. You know what? Actually, to... 
I'm with you. It's Galileo. 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 I'm like... Eat shit, San Francisco. For sure. You don't correct us, we correct you. For sure Galileo is gonna, like, jump and chomp on his balls, like, and I want to see it. Well, I'm ready the, for and it. And there's but also it here, there's also here a clear relationship between Travis and Galileo that is fascinating. Well, but Travis says on the way to get married after dating for three years, why does he hate me? Like, <laughs> today is the day we're asking that question? And the answer, Travis, is he smells other pussy on you. Right. And even if it's... Galileo gets it. But here's what's so weird about her... I, I don't know, her approach to her work. Her answer to that is, oh, he's really protective of me. And I don't know everything about dogs, but I'm like, I know a little. And that's your fault, Erin. Like, you should be working day and night to make sure that that dog isn't overly protective uh, of you. Physician, that's your job. heal thyself. Yes. <laughs> and I will say that, like, look, here's the thing. <laughs> this guy has got a secret server full of women. He's got... I know. He doesn't oh. even have an alternate email address. I love He's that. got a server. What, like... How many women do you need to be <laughs> fucking to have a, a private server? I mean, and I don't even know Crazy. what that means, really. It seems to me like when I hear terrible. a server, it's like, that's like a like corporation. Even, so yeah. you and I wouldn't even be on the same Wi-Fi? Is that what it means? It would mean like that we'd be, be on a hotspot. It would be a whole different computer also, setup. Also, it, it would mean that Taylor is a hacker. Taylor, it means, like, Taylor, Taylor found Hillary's emails. Like, Sam, to, to have Sam a secret, to, for Taylor to find us, is everybody, like, a tech genius? Sam Fran, is it normal for a person to have a private server? Also, do you guys like being called San Fran? <laughs> I know. I know you don't. I know, because you I guys to... like being called Frisco. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, every, every post for the show, I made sure, every post for the show, I made sure I never said San Fran at Francisco. I typed it all out. Uh, but, um, all right, so this well, is the first outburst. Okay, okay, sorry, yeah, this is her outburst. You've been cheating on me with my best friend. Okay. I'm so sorry, Aaron. How long has this been going on? Uh, ow, ow. How long has this been going on? is a psycho. Aaron, by the way, also, this movie, Aaron learns nothing. That's Aaron's journey is not an arc. It no. is a flat line. And she's like a creepy person, you know? There's something very, she has a line where she says, and I think she's joking, but who knows, with her cadence, she says, it's nice to be with people who are alive. Yes, but you know what that and was? Like, but you know what that was? This is, this is why I think she improvised a lot. Because I think there's a lot of work in there. Because she said, we're family. And she said, oh, most of my family are dead, so it's good to be with family who are alive. Whoa. She does say to Taylor at one point, and, and you know, Taylor has it coming. And I, want, I do want to talk about Taylor's arc and the penance she pays, which is to 
I guess Taylor learns from the Twelve Pups of Christmas. Well, we don't see that she, movie. We don't see it, but we I need think like a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern for Taylor. We really do but because justice I'm like, for Taylor. I do think that Taylor. If I had done that to a friend, I do think Taylor's making the right moves, like just showing up and being like, "I fucked up." I need to make amends. I need to make amends, and and Aaron, you know, gives her an opportunity to do that. Now it is taking care of. At that point, I think only 10 pups. If you don't count well, they, Galileo, they, they, they nine. Kind of, they kind of mess up the math because she goes, you need to take care of 13, 13 pups while I go out. Then she gives away two oh, pups and she comes yes. back and she goes, like, I've just been taking care of 12 pups. So <laughs> one went away, but she gave away two, but there was like... And I don't know if Parvo hit or what, but but the, <laughs> the number of pups is, is and coming is, and going. And why is Taylor carrying all of them? You don't need to don't carry know. them around like but she, children. But she and does say to Taylor, she says to her when they're in the house, she says, you are, I wrote it down. I have it Taylor, here. Taylor, you've it here. always been very weak. Taylor? <laughs> she says it twice. Erin's positioning <laughs> and framing of this isn't like, you're such a bitch. You're so, how could you do this? She's like, you're weak. You're weak. You're weak. And it's you was always, you've always been weak. Been weak. That's saying, I've thought this forever. Ever. It's so chilling. It was. You've always been. Erin is a terrible friend. Erin is ungenerous, unkind. Well, Sorry. Aaron, no, but Erin is awful because, like, even when she's on the flight with her, you know, would-be beau, and he's afraid of flying, she's like, you're afraid of flying? <laughs> Wings on fire. And he's like, what? What? And he's like, I'm just joking, you asshole. Fuck you. And he's like, oh. Oh, and then he's like, you see, I got you over your fear of flying. Like, ew, get out of here, you grosso. Like, it's well, too no, aggressive. She's, she gets him over her, his fear of flying also by calling him a piece of shit. Yeah, that's what I'm she's saying. She's like, yeah. hey, you're a piece of shit. You stole my ideas. You pawned them off as your own. You're a piece of shit. And he's like, well, wait a minute. No, I didn't. And then she's like, haha, just kidding. I, I got you over your fear of flying. And it's like. She's playing games that are fucking nuts level. But, but then, like, psycho bullshit. But I was then, like, what? But then he basically says, like, oh, were you kidding? And she's like, not really. <laughs> like, it's like, it's really strange. yikes. She is, that's how, like, it feels like a movie about a serial killer. And yeah. There well, are, listen, she says, very, she does come off, and I thought for sure, uh, well, once we realized she was an orphan, you know, which I thought was coming, Wait, she who? had Aaron. She's an orphan? Well, I think she's, her. both of her parents are Jason, dead. do you want to weigh in on this one? I don't she think. She does tell a backstory story about how, like. I think she's an it? adult orphan, like me. Yeah. Is that okay, what it okay. is? Oh, okay, I think an adult right. orphan, okay. I think she's you're an some, adult you're right. orphan. Yes. No, no, she wasn't like, like Oliver Twist. She wasn't twist. an orphan child. I mean, maybe she was, she but. She was not like, can I have some more? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that's what I thought. She might have been like an. I think she's an adult orphan, and I guess orphan's not the right word, but she does have. No, no, no. I think you're right. Yeah. I do think that there's there's a trope in these movies, where to, you know, adult orphans somebody. are portrayed as really, really. That's sad. only eight pups. But it, unfortunately, what I think is supposed to come off as sort of sad and more connected to animals than people ends up coming off psychotic. It's the way that yeah. she stares. Yeah. Like, and this is, a, yeah. this is the... It's like the unblinking, unemotional... Yes. It is... It yes. is 
Except it's, when she's with Carly. Yeah. And then it's Well, at popping. the Christmas party, at the Christmas party at the company house that they all live at? Why do they all live I in the same house? Is that what you guys do here? No? I do think... <laughs> I feel like this person over here was like, eh, kind of. I also really want to have a conversation with a costume designer because the number of women under 60 who are wearing Christmas pins... is utterly insane. Everyone has a sweater and a pin on. I mean, let's watch a little bit of this Christmas party because it, it's really good. It, and I it, will say- Does this include the Jingle Bells sing-along? It might. You're part of our family now. Everybody, Aaron's here. Hi. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good to see you. <laughs> this is your new family. Welcome to the family. What? Pause for a second. Everything, everything so far is from a horror movie. By the way, everybody, everybody, Aaron's here. Hi, this is the trailer that we need to cut. This is your new family. This is Midsommar. Midsommar and this are similar in so many ways. This This just has more dogs, more pups. This is terrifying. I will tell you this much too. I've seen the house. There's no way. The movie? Be... The, the, no, the house? The house. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, you were great. Rent, you were rent great. it, please. <laughs> but I've seen, like, the house isn't big enough to house the amount of people at this party. That means that people are sleeping cult-like in bunk beds. Three bunk beds to a room. Six to a room. And instead room. of everybody singing jingle bells, they should all be like, what do we do? What is this Yeah, company? and are, is my check going to clear next week? They seem to be being paid in stock options and happy with it, but everyone comes to her with a problem. Now, watch this. Here we go. Family is passed on. So nice to be with people that are alive. What? Can you I'm pause sorry, for a second? Sorry, what? Can you pause for a second? She's still whispering all her lines. They're at a party. It's nice to be with people who are alive. It's nice. It's so good. I'm so happy to be I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy. It's so great. So great. I love it. I love being here. At one point, when she's cleaning up, when she's cleaning up the dishes, Carly says, "Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. It's so great. It's so great to be here. It's like so much. I'm so grateful to be here. It's so grateful. I'm so grateful to be here. It's so great to be here with you guys. I love it. I love San Francisco. So happy to be here. I can't believe it. It's everything so great. It's the dream Everything's so great. Everything is so great. I can't believe it. Oh my God. Everything is amazing. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um." And, it again, and again, we talk about this movie, and there's no continuity, because at one point when she's cleaning up glasses, Carly goes, now that's a sign of a good guest. Well, no, you live there. Yeah. That's your house. You're not a guest anymore. You live here. All right, but here we go. This is the end of the uh, party scene. That's like, that's like one of the only peaks the sound department was like, oh! <laughs> I'll tell you the Ooh. other thing. I will tell you the other thing that I get with, uh, just to go to Erin again in, in her psychosis, because I'm I would thinking love it about if it this now. was like, if at the end of the movie it was like a, a, a Blumhouse reveal. All they need is a little re-editing. And June, I want to ask your opinion on this as well. Like, so when her boyfriend comes back, right? When her boyfriend comes back into the picture at the end. Yeah. Um, he's like, he basically puts his arm 
on her, like on her, he's like, I want you back. And then the guy comes in and punches her ex. And then when the cop comes in, he's like, he had his hands on me. And I felt like she was trying to get him arrested. And I don't feel like he was attacking her or even really aggressively touching her. I thought he had both hands on okay, either was side. He, but it was grabby for sure. Right. But then but Travis says... Not to she, Paul. Then Travis says, she assaulted me. Right. <laughs> that's, yes. that's where that's I was like, was whoa, 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 Travis, yeah. what are you up to? But I just felt like she really was like trying to... I felt like she was trying to get him jailed for this. I know we can make this work. Get your hands I off. Let go of me. I love this woman. Want to know everything about her. Another Maria Bamford character. By the way, listen to the music under the fight scene. It's like curb your enthusiasm kind of horns. The, The movie is all public domain music or silence. Who is this guy? He's the loser who dumped me on my wedding day. Who are you? I'm her boyfriend. What? 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 Officer, I just saved her from this man. He was helping me. Unfortunately, you'll have to tell it to the judge. Okay, tell it to the judge? But she's Tell it to the judge is like... But she's not brought in as a witness. So it's just the two guys who fought, but not the third party. You want her to go to jail? No, for her to testify. Wow, you're saying lock her up? Paul is saying, lock Paul. her up. Lock her up. Lock <laughs> her. Wait, saying, what? Paul? I was just saying that I felt like she should, she should be able to be there to, to at least tell her side of the In story. In jail? To the cop. No one took a statement. No one well, took a statement, but well, also, I don't know where his partner was. I don't, I don't and why know. Was also, she... the cop is going to arrest both of these guys, tell it to the judge. Who's... Pressing charges. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> who's, who's, who's the aggrieved party? And why is she so surprised that she's got that he's her boyfriend when he left a note like this? Okay, is this note framed? It looks. It is. I it, mean, so it, did he it's take, in some sort of? It looks at like. At first, I thought he took the menu. That's what I think he it did. It looks do. like that's what he's done. <laughs> okay. But what a weird choice the movie makes here. Like, that Well, they're just in New York, staying at the San Carlos. Right. Just let him write a note. Like, why put it in the frame or take out the frame? Like, maybe that was the Wi-Fi and password. Also, yeah. Also, see you downstairs. But also, see you downstairs? Like, what? You're an amazing woman. I cannot wait for our future. See you at breakfast. Like, this... <laughs> This is the note where you're like, oh, I was drunk. Oh, I hooked up with an idiot. Why did I he do this? He is a true, and I did really enjoy his performance, because it's like, oh, he's, he's an actual idiot, you know? Yeah. And, and, and by the way, it was June, refreshing. June, that's Aaron's type. That's true. Aaron dates morons. Because I do think, like, Aaron's kind of an idiot, too, but she's one of those idiots that's like, I want to be in a relationship where I can feel like I'm the smart one. Yeah. And But, like, everybody else is like, you're both idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'm, yeah. Just rem- I'm also remembering when they're falling in love and telling their backstory, she's like, 
I grew up on Staten Island. Every day I took oh the ferry God. to school. Wait, what? you took the ferry to school? And I'm Staten sorry. Island's bigger than you not know, like you grew up on Roosevelt Island. And also, it's like, like there's not a single person in Staten Island that talks like this. Yeah. There's you they're it's not like, gonna find this. I'm kind from of Staten place. Island. Like, Every no, you're day. not I went from to Staten Friends Island. School. I took this my commute to school was three and a half yeah. hours. Like if you grew up in Staten Island, you screamed. She dated Pete Davidson, <laughs> left Staten Island. Found boy, other guy. boy, would I love that. Boy, would I love that. And by the way, if you're from Staten Island, throw out a Wu-Tang Clan reference. Come on. This Protect your neck. Give me Island. something. Tell it to the judge, I wrote. Tell that, it to the, the judge. The, the cop kept saying, tell it to the judge. It made me laugh. So tell it to the judge. Tell it to the judge. Tell it to the, what? Come on. It doesn't even seem like they get tried. It doesn't even seem like that's part of it. The only chemistry in this movie, like straight up, is Aaron and Carly, period. The only, the only couple, though, that I'm interested in, Taylor and Carly. Give me that forever. Let Taylor and Carly be a couple. Let them raise Taylor all the pups. Taylor and Carly? I want it. I'm Taylor shipping. Carly? Okay. I'm shipping Taylor and Carly. Do they, they even seem, have a scene together? They no, but they are the only normal people in the movie, according to me. <laughs> okay. No, Taylor's not normal. Taylor. I do think Taylor's psychotic as well. well. No. This Taylor is a flew a movie where the, everybody is psychotic. Of yeah. course. Carly is not psychotic. Yes, of course she is, babe. Of course she is. She hired Erin just to fix her brother. Who's her boss, even though Carly is clearly a genius. And Martin Carly is, is a, not Mar a no, Martin no. is a, like a Martin is like a Dutch wooden shoe. <laughs> a sabo? Is he a sabo? He's a sentient clog. This dude is a fucking dunce times a million. I mean, really again, all. She could have brought so many things to the table. The thing that she brought, like he didn't figure out that dog gone or uh, like, and, and I love that he goes like this. She's like, uh, what, what, let's rename it. Uh, dog and found. Like, we don't like that. And he's like, animal tracker. And then someone goes, oh, it rhymes with animal crackers. I like it. <laughs> yeah, agree. That's the thing. Everybody's an what? idiot. Everybody's Why? an idiot. <laughs> this, is a this is a movie I think this movie is for people at home to feel like, oh, I'm smarter than them. Yeah. At least I'm smarter than them and they're millionaires. When she arrives at Doggone and they're like hooking up collars to dogs that appear to have, I don't know, lunch boxes attached to them. They're in there. People in, <laughs> scientists are in lab coats, but in the middle of the office. So it doesn't seem like that's a sterile environment. And it also seems that they don't need to have the dog in a sterile environment to put the collar on. Anyway, I, uh, I just wanted to put this one scene up because we can see the relationship between these two people. It's my fiance, he, uh, you know, he's kind of like dumped me on my wedding day. Teeth, can you pause for a second, Paul? Teeth, teeth can you teeth. hear her? My fiance. They they sound like the quiet place monsters, right? Like I me. Mean, she would be the one that would actually survive in the quiet place, it's no like, problem. It's like when you're when you're on the Amtrak quiet car and you see a couple get into a fight. <laughs> well, I just said 
I just what, what I'm saying I just, is, you don't know. You don't you're, understand. You should have stood up for me when your mom said that. I don't understand. Your mom was clearly belittling me. I know, no, babe, 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 babe. Come on, babe. I know. Carly's got all the earrings. You knew? Oh. <laughs> no. No, please no. Pause it for a second. Look at four, dogs. Four, dogs. Four, four dogs. Four dogs. Four dogs. Pause it for one second, and, and this is the only time. This is the only time I can legitimately say, "Look at those sweater puppies," and I'm talking about those puppies. At this point in the movie, I thought for sure because when I say we watched this movie twice, we really watched, I think, half of it. The first you fell asleep time. The I fell asleep, time. so I didn't see the second half. So I, I was... saw all the way up to the fight. Okay, so I up until during this scene, I was like, I think that Carly's like an elf. That's what I thought. Whenever he's rewatching, I was like, he's gonna, he, he's gonna be Santa. Yeah, well, let's talk about that. So we find out, although we already know because they don't do a great job of hiding it, that he's playing Santa Claus. <laughs> To a bunch of orphans, like yeah, kids. He goes. He he's repeatedly. And why would he need to hide that? He repeatedly arrives at work in a Santa quite, costume quite often, and I think year round. And when he's in, and multiple times in the elevator with Aaron, he also inexplicably just doesn't talk. As if Santa doesn't, as if that's like a private well, that's moment. Why, that's why I thought he kept on saying, I need to get it done by Christmas Eve because he was Santa and this is going to be the gift that Santa was going to give to all the dog owners of the world. And then his oh. sister was an elf who was like, Santa needs love because he's so obsessed with getting toys for all the kids. So that's what, the story I was following. Well, and also what's, well, okay, to your credit, I want to piggyback off of exactly yeah. what you said because I do think the movie is suggesting that because it puts Erin in the Mrs. Claus yes. red suit and sure she does. says, I miss, I miss, or I'm, what, is, what did she I'm, say? I'm, I'm Mrs. Kringle or I'm whatever. I'm Mrs. Yeah. Kringle or something like that. And there is a way in which the movie is, wow, the movie is, has all of the ingredients for a of movie a that could have worked. But it really isn't interested in doing any of it. Like, no. it's about Aaron and it's about a Mrs. Claus finding a Santa Claus and uh, who's a Scrooge who needs the 12 pups of Christmas. Every one of them is a stage of the cross for Jesus Christ. Obviously. Right? The 12 stations of the cross. Obviously. Christ, he has to walk the stations in order to be crucified. He dies for our sins. Yes. Amen. He is Put risen. Christ back. Back in Christmas, people, if we give you one message tonight, that's the one to We've leave with. we said it. We're, this is what we're Time talking to about. Hear it. The 12 pups of Christmas, the 12 stations of the cross. Anyway, um, the 12 pups of Christmas could have been how we get from Scrooge to Santa to Mrs. Claus. Blah, blah, blah. And instead, they're like, we got to go to New York <laughs> so you can pitch the Asian businessman where they play weird Asian music in the movie. Terrible. Yeah. Which is Terrible. next level offensive. 2019. There is a gong in the movie. This movie has a gong sound effect. And again, and again she's so good with people or whatever, but she doesn't understand that this man is not... She has, She's pitching for 20 minutes before she realizes that he does not understand. I like it. to believe that they shot that scene and cut it because they were like, it's offensive. 
before we go out to the audience, I want to do something that we've never done here. Um, Give this, up. <laughs> so, I don't know if you have, um, if you've been hearing about this, but there is this AI bot, okay? And so what, oh, you got so scared. Yeah, what did you do, Paul? Okay, so this AI bot, you type in a question, and the AI bot will give you an answer. And so our producer, Scott, typed in a question, can you please write a script scene of how did this get made of the podcast host discussing the movie 12 Pups of Christmas live in front of an audience in San Francisco? Um, wait, you can, wait, this is real? Yep. I not understand. Uh, so this is Jason's script, pass it to Jason. What? Um, this is June's script, pass it to June. And I'm not, I'm not going to look at this. Yeah. I'm not okay. going to look into, at read. this until I'm, um, I, I will read, I'm, I'm read. on camera. I will read stage directions here and we go, interior, San Francisco theater night. Paul, Jason, and June are standing uh, on Paul, stage. Paul, can I pause yes. you for a second? The bot wrote this? Yes. I'm totally serious. That's what I'm wondering. The I bot have two wrote, scripts. The bot wrote even this. Yes. Okay, everything. got it. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. Interior, San Francisco theater night. Paul, Jason, and June are standing on stage in front of a large audience. Welcome to How Did This Get Made, live from San Francisco. Shut up. I have a line. Tonight, we're going to be discussing the holiday movie 12 Pups of Christmas. I have to say, I was not expecting this movie to be as bad as it was. The title itself is ridiculous. Yeah, then when you actually watch it, there are only six puppies in the entire movie. And the plot is just all over the place. It's like they threw in every holiday movie cliche they could think of. Right. The poor dog acting was also a major distraction. I've never seen such poorly trained puppies on screen. And let's not forget about the villainous real estate developer who wants to tear down the mansion and build a mall. It's just so over the top. But the worst part has to be the terrible Christmas songs they play throughout the movie. It's like listening to your drunk uncle sing jingle bells at a family gathering, but with the puppies humping each other instead. Jason. How does the AI know I'm the pervert? Jason, that's not appropriate. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's try to keep it clean, Jason. Sorry, sorry, I got carried away. That's all right. Now on a more serious note, June and I actually have a funny story about our marriage and 12 Pups of Christmas. So we were watching the movie on our first Christmas together as a married couple. And we were both so disappointed by it that we ended up getting into a huge argument. And then in the heat of the moment, we both just started barking at each other like puppies in the movie. But then out of nowhere, we heard a knock on the door and it was a pizza delivery guy. And he looked at us like we were completely insane, standing there barking at each other like a couple of lunatics. It was so absurd, but it ended up breaking the tension and we started laughing about it. Yeah, it's one of those moments that we look back on now and we can't help but chuckle. Exactly. And it's a reminder that even the worst movies can bring us closer together. Thanks for joining us tonight. We'll see you next time on How Did This get made. I am so confused. For real. What? For real. I don't understand I don't get this. It. So we put it in again. We said, let's see what it comes up with for a second time. And we'll just, and this one, the audience is in here a little bit more. Here we go. Uh, interior, San Francisco Theater Night. Paul, June, and Jason are on stage, microphones in hand, as they discuss the 12 Pups <laughs> of Christmas. So, what did everyone think of this movie? I thought it was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine how this idea came about. Let's make a Christmas movie about 12 puppies that save the day. Audience laughs. laughs. 
And the thing is, it's not even a good Christmas movie. I mean, there's no romance, no heartwarming moments, just puppies doing silly things. And the acting is terrible. I don't think any of those puppies were actually trained to do the things they were doing. Speaking of things being trained, did you guys hear the one about the guy who trained his dog to give him oral? The audience laughs. Jason, let's keep it PG, please. Sorry, sorry. But seriously, this movie is so bad. You know what's even worse? The fact they made a sequel. Oh, God, don't even get me started on that. But speaking of sequels, did you guys know that June and I actually got married on the set of the sequel to this movie? Audience gasps. Yeah, it was kind of a spur-of-the-moment thing. We were both so fed up with the production that we just decided to elope. And the best part? We exchanged our vows while a bunch of puppies were running around our feet. Audience laughs. <laughs> yep, it was a pretty ridiculous day, but hey, at least we have a funny story to tell now. And a terrible movie to look back on. <laughs> Definitely, but hey, that's what makes it so perfect for How Did This Get Made. <laughs> I feel revealed. I feel vulnerable right now. I do too, and I don't like this. (laughs) It's so interesting. The first, each of the scripts is thirds, right? The first third is we're talking about the movie. The second third is I say something gross, you guys correct me. And the third third is your guys' marriage. That's both scripts are that. (laughs) That's fucking crazy. What? I'm freaked out right now. What is this, Paul? Why did you do this? This is what Scott found. He said, everyone's talking about it. All right, I'm going to go out to the audience right now. (laughs) All right, sir, uh, your name, if you have a dog name, you can give me that. uh, The one that would be great for 12 Pups of Christmas. And then your question. Uh, Damani and then maybe um, Mistletoe? I like it. That's great. Ooh, I love that. Perfect. So I'm trying to make sure I understand this correctly. Carly, uh, so she accepts the job in San Francisco before she knows that her fiance is going to break up with her? Is that correct? That so is... So Carly, Carly is... Aaron. But yes, yes. yes no. But Carly has hired her, even though she knows she's married, to come date her brother? Yeah, you see, that was my issue. Oh, I think she's... Oh, wow, yeah. Because yes. she said, at the end of the movie, she said, I did, your, I did my research on you, and I, and I knew that you were divorced because when she okay, says... Okay, you know what, though, Paul? I think Carly is so brilliant. And I think Carly probably has already hacked into that private server. Maybe. Wow. She, she's a yeah. CEO nine times. Yeah, Carly... She knows. Carly's a hacker. She, we just missed the scene where she, like, hacks, like, Hugh Jackman to, like, rap rock and figures out, like, that, that Aaron's been dumped. Here we go. Your name, question, dog, name, dog, question. Yeah. Uh, my name is Reagan, dog name Holly Berry. My question is, <laughs> at the very end of the movie, the angel investor who comes in and saves the company is his dad who he met in jail? <laughs> and you didn't know that his dad was a billionaire? I don't... Well, yeah, I was confused about that, too. I was going to ask, and I did, did I miss something? Oh, I think his dad came and t- bailed him out of jail. 
Yes, oh. but it was really confusing the way it was set up. I as, agree. As though I, he I, met yes. him in no, jail. No, no, I agree, and I agree that that was a. I mean, listen. Are you suggesting the movie is not well written, <laughs> or is? Confusingly written? Absolutely. But it seemed to me that he was saying his dad came to bail him out from jail. It's so interesting that the dad didn't join the first round of funding, but was like, now that the company's in this position, I'm in. But also, well, he believes but frankly, in the tech now. He but believes frankly, in it. I'm with the dad. I'm with the dad. That other product was fa- was not I, good. I wouldn't have invested in I it guess, either. I guess. I guess. Right, I mean, Martin have? is dragging Carly down with him. I do, San Francisco, I hate to do this. I've had so much fun. I do have to get on a flight back to L.A., and I know this is a huge disappointment. I know, I know. We have our, our wonderful nanny has given birth, so we are desperate in child care situations. So that's why is going to go back, and uh, I'm going to figure out how to get back there in a couple days. So sorry to leave you. And if Paul doesn't come back, enjoy him, San Francisco. Enjoy Paul Shear. Obviously, we had an opinion about this movie, but there are people out there with a different opinion. It's now time for Second Opinions. A review page of Amazon. Here's my second opinion. This movie's great. How could you hate a therapist for dogs? Spirit. Great work, great work, very festive. All right, so there are 93 total reviews, 59% are five star, 10% are one star. We'll read some of those one stars as well, but this one is written by Anonymous, um, May 22nd, 2020. I love this movie. The hacker group? I think so. When they're not. I would when, love it. If that's anonymous, was if that's part of what they were up to, we like just holiday leaving, movies. Leaving, leaving Amazon reviews for holiday movies. You know, you work hard, you play hard. <laughs> anonymous writes, "Love Charlotte Sullivan in this movie, so good. Love her. You're being real pervy with See this voice. See her. Wait, hold on. I love, I love this movie. Charlotte <laughs> Sullivan is so good in this movie. I love her. See her. Be her." self-shy, and see her different role than Rookie Blue. Love her as Gail Peck on She is One of My Favorites of the show besides Leo O'Brien, the one who played Tracy and Chloe Dove and Oliver and Captain Noel. Happy face. Applause, applause, thumbs up. Star, 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 star. I could watch this over and over again, like buy it on DVD, own it now. We'll go to DVD. DVD emoji, DVD emoji. Now, that's a weird review. But, wow! as our uh, producer Scott pointed out, uh, three people clicked that review as being helpful. Wow. <laughs> Here, you keep reading. I'm sorry, I'm going to go pee. Okay, gonna, well, I'm this is, gonna... yeah, great. All right, and then... Be right uh, back. Yeah, okay, got it. And then um, this one right here is uh, from Heather McKenzie, not afraid to use her full name. It's a one-star review. And the title is, Not a Feel-Good Christmas Movie. The lead character is a bitter spiteful, juvenile person 
who is a canine therapist. She insists that dogs are intuitive to human feelings, and yet she's not a happy person. I would not take my lab to her because they would come back like Oscar the Grouch. The puppies are cute, though. One star. And, um, and what I'll mention here is uh, another one of our producers, Molly, she points out that she has a friend who is a background artist in this film, and all the San Francisco scenes were shot in L.A. Uh, it was all shot during the summer, and the actors were very uncomfortable in their winter clothes. Um, they did shoot some scenes in New York City, but also it was summer because people in the background are wearing T-shirts and shorts. Um, at one point behind the lead actors, you see two jet ski riders go by. And uh, finally, this director, uh, Michael Felter, um, seems to have taken a sharp pivot with this film, as his earlier films were Bundy, A Legacy of Evil, Boston Strangler, The Untold Story, Ed Gein, The Butcher of Plainfield, Chicago Massacre, colon, Richard Speck, and BTK. <laughs> but once he did make this movie, we did get to see a different side, and we are now going to get to show you some of that different side because he also directed The Dog Who Saved Christmas, The Dog Who Saved Christmas Vacation, The Dog Who Saved the Holidays, A Christmas Wedding Tale, a Doll's Christmas Miracle, and A Golden Christmas 3. So real, like when you talk about the greats, Kubrick, Spielberg, put Michael Pfeiffer in there. He goes from serial killers to just dogs having fun at Christmas. Um, the movie uh, came out in 2019. The tagline is, this Christmas brings a little puppy love. And there's no tomato meter rating here, but... Jason, I think that you, June, and I can all agree, this is a must-watch. Absolutely. I mean, this was... <laughs> this was, I mean, I, I, again, we didn't get to so many of the notes that I made, which was... Which is always, for me, the case in, in a movie that I truly thoroughly enjoyed for what we're doing. Is yes. that I'm looking at this thing and I'm like, oh, wait, we didn't talk about this, we didn't talk about that. I, I feel the same. Like, I love record. that this movie is... Absolute dog shit, literally. Um, the scene we briefly mentioned, the, they're falling in love in New York, and the winter scene is, like, shot clearly in summer. I wrote down, there is no chemistry between any of these people. I wrote down, tell it to the judge so many times. Um, I, uh, I wrote down one line that I really wanted to talk about where she arrives at the Christmas party and goes, I forgot it was Christmas. <laughs> What? This company deserves to fail. Before we get out of here, I want to tell you two quick things. Uh, one thing is this. Uh, Drop Dead Fred, one of our biggest episodes, one of the most divisive episodes of all time. Come on. We Team are... Fred, where are we at? Team Sanity, where are we at? San Fran is Sanity Town. Wow, team, team Sanity getting a lot of cheers in San yeah. Francisco. The, we are making a limited edition vinyl album. You can pre-order it before Christmas. It won't probably come until May because we're making one pressing 
And then when it's done, it's done. That's it. You have to order by December 21st. Go to hdtgm.bandcamp.com. Mitch Garrids, who did our yeah. poster that some of you might have gotten here, uh, is going to do original art for the uh, album uh, labels themselves. There's going to this is this is fucking cool, everybody. We're excited I, I, about this. This is for nerds, but this is great stuff, especially if you are on board for what is. In, I believe inarguably one of the best episodes of this dumb one show. One of the most insane ones. I mean, there it was. One of the most argumentative ones of all time. The beauty of the analog recording is that you can hear Casey Wilson's vocal cords pop <laughs> during the show because she injured her vocal cords screaming so much. It was amazing and one of the few times that we regret not having people take pictures during the show because we need more documentation and we have so little of it. But it was uh, masterfully engineered uh, by Devin Bryant, our producer, who is with us here tonight uh, as well, recording the show. An amazing addition to this team, an amazing uh, producer, editor, engineer, the whole thing. One of the greats. Give it up for Devin! Give it up for Devin. And... I'll be remiss if I didn't mention this, but uh, this is not announced yet, but I figured we're all cool. We could talk about it here. On December 16th and 17th, uh, Rob Hubel and I are hosting uh, a show that we created called Celebrity Garage Sale, where we are giving away a Hyundai on Twitch, the first time it's ever been done. And we are having insane guests on there like Randall Park and Janelle James, uh, Poopies from Jackass. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on so many people. Uh, Carl Tart, Nicole Byer. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking What's on. What's the Hyundai? The Hyundai, uh, the, this, that one. Oh, oh. I did, I'm sorry, I should have looked back. Yeah, that, wow. that, that, yeah we're giving away a, a big car. And, everyone, and the whole idea of the show is that uh, celebrities come on, and maybe even Jason will come on. They'll bring an item, anything from their house, and then you'll have a chance to bid on it. You don't have to use real money, and then we'll give it to you. We'll send it to you so you can get weird celebrity shit. Uh, like, you know, if Randall Park's like, this is the T-shirt I wore to propose to my wife. If you guess the price of it, you get it. I don't think Is he's that what he's that. bringing? We were hypothesizing these are things that you could bring. That would be amazing. Yeah, Caitlin, I'd love to own something that someone proposed to someone. I, I, I think. I mean, Caitlin Olsen will be there. It's going to be just jam-packed full of people bringing on items, huh. guessing, and we're going to co-host with Eva Anderson, uh, who is our appraiser. She will dictate the price. Amazing. And then the final end, will be giving away this car. But it's two hours So it's hours like one day. part Antiques Roadshow. Yes. One part, like, celebrity auction. Yes. Got it. And the only thing we can't give away uh, are, they said, don't give away um, any, uh, any weapons or anything living. So we couldn't give away 12 pups of Christmas here. That's too bad, because I'm, I was going to bring a sentient AK-47. See, this is what I'm saying. About. Um, all right, well, thank you, San Francisco! Photoshop puppies in our puppies, hands! June, everything. Thank you so much. We'll be back. Bye-bye. Eat shit! Want to make Mom's Day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat Mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway. 
and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.